Mr. Kweyi, I certainly hope we have you on the line. Good evening, Good evening to the listeners of Metro FM. Goska Kulum for joining us, And uh, I guess uh, maybe just for the purposes of our listeners who might not be familiar with what the Public Service Commission is, um, no, thank you very much. Uh, we are the do oversight work over mm. the work of the department. Sure. And we also investigate uh, human resource practices in, 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 in the public service. So that's basically the, 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 the brief of the work that we are doing. Um, we, we have a quarterly news bulletin that mm. we release as part of accounting to the people uh, in terms of the work that we are doing. We report on the work that we do on a quarterly basis through our quarterly news bulletin called the Pulse of the Public Service. Now, now talk to me about this bulletin. I mean, the kind of information, um, and as I said to our listeners when we started, we have a particular interest just on the non-payment of suppliers within 30 days. Uh, yes. Where would that, that information be drawn from? Is there a process where, you know, the um, public entities themselves are submitting this information to yourselves or would they submit it to somebody else who would then share that information with you? What happens is that uh, the National Treasury is in charge of dispersing funds to the different uh, departments and entities. So what they do on a monthly basis, they report to the National Treasury in terms of the amount of invoices they have paid and those that are not paid. And also they would provide reasons, some of which don't make sense at times, uh, to the National Treasury. Uh, So we draw that information from the National Treasury on a quarterly basis. National Treasury sends us a report. Uh, like, for example, what we were reporting now uh, was the information from the 1st of January to the 31st of March. Mm. As at the close of March 2022, these are the amounts that were owed to the, depa- to, to, to the service providers by the various departments, uh, both nationally and provincially. Mm. I, I I was saying to the listeners earlier on, I mean, I don't know what the English word is for it, but, um, you know, it's probably, you know, of the highest order to go and contract with somebody, let them go through the rigmarole of a process of uh, bidding for particular kinds of work. You evaluate the bids, you give them the work. And then at some stage, once they've met certain milestones and completed the work, um, there's then a non-payment, even to the tune of, say, three billion in the case of the Eastern Cape, money that ideally should have been injected into those suppliers who would then inject it into the economy and we would see at least some benefit. What is the issue here? Well, what is at issue? I mean, what is the explanation on the part of some of the institutions that you exercise oversight over insofar as this Our is concerned? Our observation at the Public Service Commission is that uh, there are high levels of mischief mm. at the level of the department starting from accounting officer to the lowest officials at supply chain. Because what we picked up is that some of these officials at supply chain withhold invoices of some of the suppliers because those suppliers refuse to pay them to facilitate their payment Mm. because they believe that they've done the work. However, some of the suppliers don't want to come out and say, this is the official, this is what the official has said, because... What we wanted to do, we wanted to name and shame the officials that are involved. However, it is the responsibility of accounting officers to make sure that all invoices are are paid 
because accounting officers are supposed to know what is owed and what is not owed, which contract has the department entered to and uh, which contracts are about to expire. So on the basis of that, we put the blame on the accounting officers. It is their responsibility to see that uh, in that chain of, uh, of, of management, they make sure that these invoices do not spend time. The 30-day payment was well thought when it was decided because we, the consideration was made of the processes that, are, uh, that unfold from the time the suppliers submit invoices to the time the supply the, the invoices are paid. So the 30-day period is sufficient to be able to conclude those invoices. So, so we, we, we blame squarely accounting officers for their failure to ensure that uh, service providers are paid. In some instances, you find out that a new accounting officer is employed, and when he arrives in a department, there's already contracts that are underway. Instead of continuing with those contracts, they want to investigate how those contracts were entered into and what happened, who was involved, which is none of their business, because their business is to take from where they, 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 they receive the department and make sure that they pay service providers for the work that they have done. And this has affected mainly our SMMEs that, make, that play a major contribution in alleviating uh, the joblessness in our country. Because most of the SMMEs have suffered. Some of them have even closed their businesses because they've not been paid for the invoices that they were paid. For example, in the Northern Cape, I know of a young lady who was a travel agent who was owed millions of rents by different departments and they did not pay her. She had to close the, the company. And she was competing with established companies that can render services for six, seven months without claiming from the department. So, so it, it, it makes the big companies bigger and the smaller companies collapse in the process. Yo, 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 Gossiam. Now, now, I mean, I guess what, what tools are there? Uh, we heard the president saying, look, some of the people involved in this mischief that you mentioned uh, will need to be addressed uh, and this needs to be deemed as financial misconduct and the subsequent and, uh, I guess, implied sanctions uh, should apply in this instance. What are those sanctions? And I guess for yourselves as an oversight body, you get these numbers, you publish them every quarter. What, what else do you have? Do you have any tools to deal with it? Look, our... Uh, beyond, beyond, I guess, an engagement and a deliberation, I mean... You know, elsewhere within the state, uh, where, where are some of the tools and, uh, I guess, uh, the potential sanctions? We do know some of this is uh, in the purview of, you know, PFMA, MFMA, and so on. What, what sanctions, if any, are provided for in those uh, uh, statutes? Look, like I was saying, uh, the seriousness of misconduct varies. Uh, there is misconduct that warrants uh, warning, verbal warning, final written warning, um, suspension uh, without uh, salary and uh, dismissal. Mm. Uh, but dismissal is becoming the ultimate because our view is that there should be corrective disciplinary steps that are taken to co- to cooperate. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, this is this is a tough one. Uh yeah, maybe just the last one. I, I did say we wanted to just focus on this one. But maybe if you could just give us um, you know, just the perspective of this report and some of the other elements, um, systems, processes, and issues of governance in government, how government has dealt with COVID-19, uh, which are the other, I guess, um, areas that are covered by this, uh, uh, by this quarterly bulletin, and some of the grievances that you've received as a commission as well. Yeah, corrupt practices. Mm. Mm. They are not uh, open to corrupt practices. Yeah. We so also has, did mm. an investigation on the... On the on, uh, on the performance of the Commission on Restitution of Land Rights. Mm. And there, what we found was that the, what, what was important is that the, 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 the Commission has not been given enough space to work and make sure that uh, it advances the, the interests of the poor people who are dispossessed of their land. Mm. They are made more of an entity of the Department of Agriculture uh, land reform and rural development. Yeah. So that, on its own, has hamstrung the commission. So we want the commission to be made independent, have their own uh, sufficient human resource to be able to handle those things. Mm. So those are the recommendations that we are making in relation to that. And then there's a number of complaints that come. And uh, I won't really give you uh, all the details to say that the complaints that come into the the, the, the grievances and their complaints. So in terms of the, the grievances that uh, come, uh, we, we registered 568 grievances. They are in the process of being uh, uh, dealt with. But that 558 included 158 that was carried over from the previous uh, financial year. And... Uh, 140 of those grievances, which could constitute 25%, were not properly referred, which means we still need to advocate so that people can, pro- can, can, can properly refer their grievances, so that they are not turned back because the grievances have not been properly referred. And 418, which is 75%, were properly referred, and they are being dealt with by the commission, and we will provide reports as the time goes by. And in terms of the complaints, we've got the National Anti-Corruption Hotline. That is what we use uh, to, to deal with, uh, with, uh, with complaints. People call in and they forward their complaints. That's where we got, uh, like, at the end of March 2022, we had a total of 701,227 calls that were recorded. But mm. some of those calls, uh, say, uh, close to 25,000 calls, uh, that were report well, that were reported uh, were, were, were 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 calls that were registered. They were not in, but there were no there were no no cases uh, there were no cases reported uh, in, in in relation to that. So, but what we have picked up is that the number of cases is higher than the last financial year. So, which means people are becoming more confident now of reporting because they can see that. Uh, the legislation is on their side. Uh, at least whistleblowers are protected. Bautoia, let's leave it there for tonight. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Yeah, that there was a commissioner at the Public Service Commission, Mr. Anele Koia, joining us and speaking to us this evening on Metro FM Talk for our headlines.